in the crosshairs of the whole impeachment mess because it grinds on. Ah, nah. <laughs> I was reminded by some journalists that this whole thing is like 10 days old from the very beginning till now. Ugh. That's how fast it's gone. Yes. Yeah. At the same time, it started in like August of 2016 in a way. It's just more of the same. But that's everybody becoming aware of the phone call and then transcript right. and talk of impeachments all happen in like a week and a half. And that's extraordinarily fast. This is the sort of thing that usually would have played out over like four, six months. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever. I think you have to do it that way with our modern attention spans. If you want to keep us uh, paying attention. I guess we'll find out. I remember the last time around with uh, Billy Jeff. Nobody was quite sure what to think or how it would go or certainly how it would turn out. And then when it finally did turn out, it was like, why did we spend so much time and energy on that? Mm, yeah. Um, my son got up at one thirty last night, so I uh, hanging out with him all night long. Oh, boy. Going to really hit the coffee today. Going to hit the coffee like I hit the cookie dough. It's going to be my new... Coffee's the new cookie dough. Like a bear. <laughs> so we'll have what tiny wrinkles there are about impeachment and just and then move on to other things. I'm hot on this big um the whole singularity thing and quantum computing. I'm 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 into this right now. I'm reading books on it. Really? Yeah. It just it's taken over my life. I figure when the computers come to eat me I'll think, ah oh, hell and get eight. I got some really interesting stuff later, though, about what all the smart people think could happen. Um, there's different views, and they uh, part of the big, biggest conversation about all this artificial intelligence stuff happened. At, it began at there was some sort of wine event in Napa Valley with uh, like the top guy at Google and some other guy that knew something about wrote books about AI, and Elon Musk was there, and they started... I, w- I was there. Go on. What's your point? <laughs> Which would be a cool crowd to hang out with. Yes. And they ended up drinking wine late into the night and talking about artificial intelligence and the singularity when computers become smarter than people and can program themselves and everything like that. And then they put together like this commission and started bringing in people from around the world, and uh, and they get together and talk now and then. And they've got some views on where they think this is all going to go. And it's it's pretty interesting, the arguments they have back and forth. The yeah. philosophical, moral part of it is what I'm interested in. The, the technical computer part I can't even really grasp. But the philosophical, moral part of 
do we even want to? I'm, I, there, there's different crowds, which I'll talk about later, but different groups, and I'm in the Luddite group where I don't even think going down this road is a good idea. Mm, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. That's what Elon and Bill Gates were arguing about when I, when I, when I sidled up with a lovely glass of Merlot, and uh, they were talking about the singularity, and I said, yeah, but what if, what if, like, instead of peanut butter and jelly, you put jelly on both sides of the sandwich how good would that be <laughs> and uh, and and they they made me leave mm. yeah that was disappointing i was bored anyway singularity whatever and i think what if a- you if you worry you suffer twice i'm going to have my feet up i'm going to be watching playoff baseball it's going to be a knock at the door it's going to be a killer robot <laughs> zap i'm dead you, well, you're going to be worried about it the whole time. They don't have to worry. There's different camps. And if, or you're in the worry camp, so you're a worry camp. You're close to the Luddite camp, then, of where you think this is a bad thing. There are people that think this is going to be the best thing that ever happened to human beings. Hi. And, can't, and, can't, and can't wait till it gets going. What, what, what sort of uh, accommodations, like beds and food, are there in the various camps? <laughs> That's what I would like to know. <laughs> but one of the reasons I think I'm into this story is similar to if you really get into religion it's it's a much bigger picture, longer term thing, and the day to day. I almost dropped an S bomb. Do it, do it. The day to day BS of like this impeachment thing and everything mm-hmm. else kind of falls by the wayside if you put your focus on a much bigger picture, long term. Yes, and I think that's one of the reasons I'm finding this calming and interesting. Oh, it's that just makes the perfect daily sense. crap falls by. The, you think none of this really matters in the big picture, and it doesn't. By right. the way. Well, for my benefit and those uh, that of the the folks listening, perhaps you and Hanson could get together and maybe jot down a couple of titles that you're enjoying, and we'll put them at armstrongandgetty.com for uh, people okay. of similar interests. Well, let me just throw this out there briefly. If Trump were impeached, if the House impeached him today and the Senate convicted him tomorrow, your life wouldn't change a bit, really. Oh, yeah, it would, because <laughs> the evil Hitler is out of the it way It would now. hardly be any different whatsoever. Pence would be president. We'd have a presidential election coming up in a year and a half. You'd have the same damn arguments going on about the same exact stuff. Nothing would change. Mm -hmm. Okay? So if impeachment went to its full Monty tomorrow, it wouldn't make any difference to your life. Do you realize that? There'd be less commenting on the thickness of people's necks. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there would be less stress in a way. Got the smallest, thinnest neck I've ever seen. Yes, it's it's like a soda straw, which is now banned. Uh, So you're making the bread and circuses argument. So many people are caught up in the... um, They're either bribed by the government or drugged or caught up in the day-to-day fight with each other, and and, and they're getting swept along and, and fall into line. I guess. Um, so let's introduce everybody in the squad to You're kick off the show. You're all about the big ideas today. I can't wait to stay tuned. Um, <laughs> let's, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. I've been thinking about this. If uh, Trump were to get impeached and removed from office, will he uh, do what people do when they often get kicked out of their homes? Will he take a hammer to the wall, steal appliances, you know, all the <laughs> Pull different... Pull all the copper out of the wall. <laughs> glue, yeah, right. glue the you know doors shut, things like that. Well, he's uh, one of the very few people that's ever occupied the place that would head to a more opulent <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> He'll get a bigger place. He'd go to a bigger, nicer place with better servants finally get out of this rat trap <laughs> exactly better and kitchen, mice falling out of ceilings better chef better driver everything right more uh, gold <laughs> more gold certainly there's positive sean whose smile lights up the room how are you sean uh doing very well uh the average length of car loans has been growing over time and it has now reached a new record of a the average car loan term is now 69 months 
the Federal Reserve says that after uh, the auto loan debt among U.S. consumers swelled to about $1.3 trillion at the end of June 2019, uh, almost double from what it was about a decade ago. Is that the average loan that people take out, or is that where average loans are today? Uh, the average term of an auto loan is now 69 months. I'd have a, to new yeah. a new loan. A new loan? Yeah, okay. the popularity uh, popularity of the seven-year loan has exploded. I just can't believe that. Wall Street I, I remember when they went from four to five, and my dad said, and that was many years ago, and my dad said, oh, that's just, that's not a good idea. And now it's seven is popular. Well, yeah. don't worry about the price of the car. Let's focus on the payment is yeah. what the car salesman yeah. will well, tell and you. If you. And if you, try to, if you try to tell them, look, the payment's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm interested in the price. Oh, they really reject that idea. Yeah. Yes, they do. <laughs> they want to be all about the payment. Sure. How much do you want your payment to be? God dang it. You buy something that depreciates in value spread out over seven years. By the time you get done with that, you, you got nothing. This is saying that most people have to trade in their cars before they're even done paying off well, sure. the, the payments. Your yeah. last payment is worth roughly what your car is worth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yikes. So you bought your car like straight up that month. There is Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. we got a couple of standout birthdays today. Excellent. One Gordon Matthews Sumner. Sting. A-K-A, you got it, Sting. 68 today. Of the rock group, the police? Yes, indeed. His net worth coming in at least $400 million. Dated a prostitute briefly in 1978, name of Roxanne. Hmm. Little else is known about the English Was musician. that a true story? That? No. That's dated no, probably <laughs> made it up. But she doesn't have to put out the red light. That's his point. <laughs> And it is also... What's he worth? I'm sorry. Never mind. I don't care. It is a Peanuts birthday. October 2nd, 1950, Charlie Brown and the Peanuts Gang comic strip debuted. Charles Schultz strip ran in 2,600 papers. Peanuts net worth billions. Throughout the years, Peanuts' annual revenue ranged from $80 million to upward of $1 billion. That's a good franchise, man. Yeah, the late Charles Schultz still makes around $40 million a year from the strip and all the franchises. I've read every Peanuts strip. I got on a kick once when I was Did a you? kid uh, going to the library and buying these giant books where you could start at the beginning and go through all the comic strips, and there were many, many volumes. I went through all of them. You got childhood depression, Charlie Brown. Right. And, well, the, right. you got child job neglect. Well, you got neglect no and parents pig pen. Well, yeah, there's that, too. But pig pen's obviously the, the child of neglect. So Lucy's a sociopath. I mean, <laughs> that's an easy diagnosis. The fact that she's a psychiatrist is ironic indeed. Snoopy is what? A free spirit? A yeah. delusional talking dog. Oh. He thinks he was a World War One pilot oh, for one right. thing. He's obviously the product of uh, satanic uh, incantations. He's a talking dog. Uh, you got uh, Linus seems all yeah. right. He's got a bit of a blanket uh, dependency, but yeah. so do a lot of kids. Other than that, I don't know. Uh, Dog's well, best friend is a little bird. That's an abomination right there. Well, and, and, and you have uh, America's lesbian community represented, obviously. Early on. Uh, much yeah, earlier than Patty. when it was acceptable. <laughs> right. With yeah. government penny. Which is nice. Good for Charles Schultz. Mm-hmm. Anybody else of note? Then Young you love you. with Sally and Linus. You get uh, little Franklin there integrating things. Yeah, oh, that's right, Franklin. Right. Oh, that's right. I forgot that uh, Linus is a uh, genius pianist too. Is, is oh, that's right. Sally yeah. in that love was with him Linus. On the piano right. we just played. Right. right. Yeah. Sally in love with Linus or uh, the kid with the blanket. Oh, isn't Linus the kid with the blanket? I believe that's true. And and Schroeder the plays the piano. Yeah, Schroeder plays the piano. There we go. Linus is a bit of a philosopher. Yes. Come to think of it, Schroeder's the musician right. who rejects Sally's advances because he's obsessed with music. Mm-hmm. 
We're not interested in girls. We don't know. Right, uh, right. My kids you, like the pinnets. There's a TV version, a, a fairly recent TV version right. that they really like, and I like it because it's slow paced and doesn't have all the whiz bang flash this everything of modern kids stuff. So you can keep up. <laughs> so, so Jack doesn't become confused. Exactly. I, I would. I would watch. Uh, it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, right now. It's yeah, that yeah. time o' year. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to do that. Yeah. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Wednesday, October second, the year 2019. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Well, then let's get underway, precisely according to FCC rules and regs. At Mark. Can you believe it's October already? October 1st. I can't believe it. I can't believe it's October already. Well, it's hard to believe, but October is here already. We're moving into October already, if you can believe it. Can you believe it's already October? It's October. Already. I don't believe it. (laughs) Hard to believe that October is already here. You know, so much of that's local TV news around the country. So much of what local TV news seems to be aimed at is like somebody with like a 65 IQ. Oh, boy. It's amused by just the most basic of things, practically like bright colors and shiny lights. Wow. How are you surprised by October? (laughs) It shows up at the same time every year. Oh, you cynics. Come on. Everybody says that. Are you kidding? It's the summer's over? Do you giggle about it like it's just amusing and Maybe I do. Maybe I do. Oh my gosh, I Shut know. Up. Just up. Oh man. Where does the time go? Yeah, really? It is crafted for people who are still delighted by pumpkin spice. Oh yeah. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. What are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, Secretary of State Pompeo to reporters. Pompeo! I was on the call. So what? Hong Kong. Well, that's, and I tell you what, on the CNN and the yeah. MSNBC, they're acting like he admitted he was there at the crucifixion and may have driven in a nail. I mean, they're oh, using wow. it, They're using breathless t- the special report, special t- flashing headlines. Pompeo admits this is the, on NPR. They actually use the word confessed or admits he finally admitted he was on the call. What does this mean, Jim? doesn't freaking mean everything. There were all sorts of diplomats right. on that call. But who am I to tell them how to make their crappy, crappy living? And Hong Kong, where the protests keep on coming, and Twitter goes silent. Stories coming up. How's mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. It's good. Got some funny stuff. Also, speaking of the crappy, crappy media, uh, an indication of how bad it is. Okay. Like oh, that. Yeah. All on the way next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. You know, we did get, I should point this out, <clears throat> if nothing else, because we have many car dealers that advertise on radio stations all across the country. Um, cars are better now than they've been ever. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. Oh, yeah. The average car, and we talked about this last week, the average cars on the cars are older than they used to be. Like, the average car is almost on the road is like 12 years old, which is incredible, which was impossible 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. It wasn't yeah. possible. You couldn't drive the thing. Yeah. And now, cars you can drive for a dozen years easily. Yeah. The, well, the all idea kinds of different brands. You have to get rid of your car by the time seven years is up. It's just false. I mean, it, people do that because they want to. No, the cars the cars are still very drivable. Today. I think getting a seven-year loan is a terrible idea, but that's just my uh, view of finances. Yeah. Mailbag. 
Here's your freedom of the quote of the day from H.L. Mencken. Uh, it's inaccurate to say I hate everything. I'm strongly in favor of common sense, common honesty, and common decency. This makes me forever ineligible to hold any public office or trust or profit in the republic. Um, yeah, okay. And it goes on, but it's kind of fancy and got a bunch of big old-timey words. I wanted to point this out to you. Uh, zapping through Apple News. Hey, Apple! No, we got a lot, a lot of Apple folks who listen to the Armstrong and Getty Show, and we appreciate it. Apple, your top news stories, as of this morning, still include boy accused of pinning down black girl, boys accused, and cutting dreadlocks. Wow. A day and a half, two days ago? Yeah, over the weekend. She came out and her family came out, said it never happened, we're sorry, she's troubled, she's 12 years old. Your top story never happened. You gotta be better than that, Apple. And it's a divisive, terrible story. Boy, we have very little time for mailbags, so we probably ought to just go with the most important emails, like this one from San Francisco. Uh, Jack, it's obvious you're, I'm sorry, Joe, it's obvious you're the intelligent member of the A&G crew. Please have Jack shut up. So, okay, we got to that one. Check that box. <laughs> um Guys, you talked about how young liberal men in particular are stressed out by politics. I wonder what stress is caused in young hetero white men who have fully adopted wokeness and self-hatred. We'll get back to that really interesting uh, poll and study uh, this half hour. Yeah, we should. We should if you haven't heard it. Marshall's News next. So the new Joker movie's coming out. I can't figure out uh, various news stories, whether they're the usual fake news story that are just PR for a movie. The fake controversy. Fake fake controversy, fake all kinds of different stuff. Um, Or if this one is actually something that needs to be paid attention to. But the um, the guy who who made the movie, Todd Phillips, said he left comedies, which he made for years, for the Joker beast because he said, try to be funny nowadays with this woke culture. So you can't be funny anymore because no jokes work. You get criticized for this or that. They'll make a super scary, psychopathic, some people claim is going to lead to shootings Joker movie, which we need to talk more about later, probably. Mm. Um, Before Marshall gets into his news, I want to hit you with this. Yeah. Because I know we're going to talk a little bit about this. I just looked at this headline on CNN. I find the uh, term hit you triggering. I wish you'd avoid it. So on the CNN, they've got their big banner underneath this guy I don't recognize. It says, Impeachment Inquiry. Giuliani, quote, I'm not concerned about Colt Verger, Kurt Volker's testimony. I don't have any idea who that is. I don't have any idea what they're talking about. I'm not going to try to find out what they're talking about. I don't care what they're talking about. Mm. I think if you want that level of detail... That you're going to get off your CNN, you're going to have to find a different radio show. And we'll find out in about six months whether we made the right decision, I guess, or not, from a rating standpoint. But they're, they're, they're arguing bitterly over something. I have no idea what they're talking about, and I am not even going to take the time to find out. 
Hanson, uh, evidently we're canceling my 45-minute featurette on the Volcker testimony. <laughs> News now with Marshall Phillips. Well, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo confirmed he was on that call between President Trump and the leader of Ukraine, but he says nothing unusual was discussed. As for was I on the phone call, I was on the phone call. Uh, the phone call was in the context of now, I guess I've been the Secretary of State for coming on a year and a half. I know precisely what the American policy is with respect to Ukraine. Pompeo challenging the Democrat-controlled House's investigation into that call. But we are going to do so in a way that is consistent with the fundamental values of the American system. And we won't tolerate folks on Capitol Hill bullying, intimidating State Department employees. That's unacceptable. Mike Pompeo this morning in Italy. The current discussion on cable news is Pompeo. Pompeo's the one who's bullying. He's the one bullying Congress. All right. All right. So I got to ask you, does that story mean anything to you? I just that's what I got that's what I wonder. I really don't know the answer to that. Like to me personally or to the process or what? To people in general. That what you just heard. Does that mean much to people? I don't know. I don't know. They probably find it mildly interesting. Mildly uh, interesting might be a uh, yeah. Yeah. Hundreds of college students on strike in Hong Kong today condemning the police shooting of a classmate during pro-democracy protests out in the streets again chanting. The unidentified teen's the first person to be shot by police with live ammo in four months of protests. If I was teaching a 400-level class in political science, I would be discussing the symbolic importance of incidents like that. Shooting the lad. And I hope he's all right. Is he still uh, in critical condition or yeah. he's not dead yet? No, he's not dead. He's uh, or he's not dead. I don't know if he's going to die. Yeah. Um, uh, the Chinese have millions, at least a couple of million in concentration camps where people are subjected to the most sort of cruel and inhumane treatment, brainwashing, uh, abuse, torture, etc. Um, the idea that one guy who's tussling with a copper gets shot is of some sort of great importance to whether China's good or bad, that's an interesting phenomenon. Is a turning point? Right, exactly. And that's what I would talk uh, to the, the poor, uh, doomed-to-poverty grad students about. Uh, the importance of, you know, symbolic moments as opposed to what the hell's actually going on. I mean, I'm on the side of the protesters, oh, not, yeah. not on the side of the Chinese, but I regularly heard all day long there was an escalation in, uh, in, the, in the violence. Well, that's technically true, but I don't know if it was on purpose or will continue. I have no indication of that yet. Yeah, one rogue idiot cop. I mean, but that was know. some wild video, man, of yeah. that, that, that the, the running street battle they've got going on. When just, you know, not that far away in China, they had that unbelievable parade yesterday. I don't know if you saw any video of that, but it was incredible. The number of soldiers marching around perfectly, and Xi, which uh, shows you the kind of country they live in, here's the most important guy in the whole country, standing in an open-topped vehicle, riding around with his arms open in front of everybody, because there's no chance an assassin has a shot in that country because mm. they have everybody clamped down so much that the leader can ride around like that. So you're in favor of it, you're saying. Jack comes out in favor of communism. And all their missiles right. and everything. Right. That was, uh, that, was, that was like something out of a movie. I was watching part of it yesterday and I thought, this really looks like it was made in a, in, in, in a studio, yeah. not a real thing. Right. You can't believe the mass of it. That many guys marching perfectly, that looked like CGI. And him with his arms out, smiling, the adoration toward one guy who they hate, who's making their lives miserable. That's just wild. 
Twitter has a worldwide outage. Twitter went down overnight and TweetDeck went with it. Soon after midnight, users in the U.S., Asia, the U.K., Europe all hit hard. The support team tweeting, you might have had trouble tweeting, getting notifications or viewing DMs, but it said we're currently working on a fix and it should be back to normal soon. It did affect anyone using TweetDeck by sending it to the main Twitter page and the most features were uh, inaccessible on the microblogging site itself. Yeah, some of my tweets from a couple of days ago weren't getting as many likes, and I was practically suicidal. Yep. I was about to say, if that had any effect on your life, you need to take a look at your life. A long one. Yeah. Um, But uh, speaking of Twitter... (laughs) Which reminds me of my favorite recent saying we've uncovered. (laughs) If you don't know what introspection is, take a long, hard look at yourself. (laughs) But if Twitter going down for a little bit, like, really causes you strain, oh, man... (laughs) Um, Trump set a new Twitter record for himself in September. 800 tweets. That breaks his own record of last May with uh, 695. So almost 800 tweets for Trump. Which is a lot of tweets. How many is that a day? Get 30 days. Well, he's retired. 20 a day would be 600. (laughs) About 26. 26 a day? On average. That sounds like a punishment. More than one an hour. That's true. That's more than one an hour for an entire month. If our bosses came to us and said, fellas, the social media engagement is so important these days, you've got to tweet at least 26 times a day. I'd think, oh, no. Yeah, how am I going to possibly do that? What? I'm going to have to tweet about everything. Twice. Paper's funny, isn't it? It's flat and white. (laughs) What's with the eight and a half by 11? Who decided eight and a half? Why not nine? Nine's good. (laughs) In the MLB. Drove home today. That's it. Now I'm at home. In that MLB play, the Nationals beat the Brewers 4-3 last night. stunning comeback. Winning the National League wild card. Washington down 3-1 in the bottom of the eighth when outfielder Juan Soto got up to the plate. Swing and a line drive. Yeah, Trent Grisham uh, got the error for letting the ball skip under his glove. That was uh, that was the wild oh, ending. Oh, relatable. Yeah. He's the uh, yeah, he's the Bill Buckner of of the modern era. Yeah. Ouchie. Yeah, Nationals take on the Dodgers in their uh, National League Division Series game one on Thursday, and the American League Wild Card game tonight between the Tampa Bay Rays and the Oakland A's. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. <laughs> The traditional rivalry of the people of Tampa Bay and Oakland. A lot of bad blood there. <laughs> Regular Capulets and Montagues. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to talk about this more later, but I, I did not enjoy the president's tweet about China yesterday. I did not oh, think that was good. right. Just basically a happy birthday, congratulations, Communist Party, on 70 good years of doing whatever you're doing. Way to go, Chairman. And uh, yeah, and he got some criticism from, from, criticism from some Republicans. From a hell of a lot of Republicans. But uh, I, I get it. It was Trump being Trump. It bothered the hell out of me. He is like every salesperson I've ever known. They have a goal, and they do... They do only things that are going to reach that goal. His goal is to get over on China with this business deal. Mm-hmm. Did it? Would it help him get an over on this business deal with China, the tariff war, by criticizing the communist regime? No. 
He's just going to do whatever it takes to get this sale. Trying to close the deal. Trying to close the deal. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, you know, he's laser-focused like that. So. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I, and I know that about him and that he doesn't really appreciate some of the things that I wish he would about the history and, and, and the rest of it. But that's Trump. I got to tell you, though, I took Dude, him Have you seen Donald Trump? Do you think he should step in? Donald Trump, don't trust China. China is asshole. Right. Exactly right. <laughs> right. I took out a fair amount of news yesterday, just the headlines, and I didn't hear anybody in their mention of... China celebrating their 70th anniversary, saying 70 years of the Communist Party that has led to the deaths of maybe 100 million people, of their own people. Right. Not other people. Not like, you know, Germany invading other countries. Of their own people. They've killed almost 100 million of their own citizens. Right. The Communist Party. Nobody mentioned that in any news story. Happy birthday to you. Right. Yeah. Our, our media is terrible. I, yeah, well, it's weird. That's why it's gratifying gratifying when people find their way here, because you have to sort through a lot of garbage and or stuff that's just pitched toward, you know, mm, dumb people or people who aren't paying attention or just want to be kind of infotained for a couple of minutes. Well, but that's incredibly disappointing. There, there could be no more. Well, there has been no more murderous regime in the history of humankind. Certainly their own people. Folks contemplate that. Well, uh, nobody had the means to kill that many people back in the ancient time. Uh, well, they think 50 million died in World War II total. Total. Yeah, and uh, Mao killed nearly that many people with his stupid plan for agriculture. Right, exactly. Um, and, uh, and and just the, the horrors of communism. Um, so more on that later. I do want to get into that. So do you, you want to do more mailbag? Well, we have that study that shows a lot oh, of yeah, Americans yeah, yeah. are terribly yeah. stressed out by politics, particularly young male liberals driven to suicide, ending f- friendships, breaking up families because of Politics. Yeah, if you haven't heard this, it's pretty amazing and really troubling. Coming up next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. development in the impeachment thing. You need to know that from yesterday. Or is there? No, there's not. Or is there? No. Or is there? Um, And this is pretty heavy, what Joe's about to tell us. Very important and heavy. If we have time, I could tell you, what are the most popular porn searches by state? Oh, my. And I'm not going to tell you all of them, because some of it's just awful tough stuff you don't want to hear about your right. your neighbors and friends. Well, right. But it's some of them are hilarious. What about the youngsters? Some of them are hilarious. Really? Yes. Like clown porn? Or? How how many states do you think the number one search is giantess? Giantess? It's more states than you think. I would think zero, so you're right. <laughs> if it's one or more. So there's a new study out of the University of Nebraska at Lincoln about uh, politics and stress. <clears throat> and it finds that almost 40% of adults say that politics was stressing them out, while 20% of us reported having lost sleep over politics, another 115 reporting other adverse health effects, and indeed a, a smallish percentage, but it uh, amounts to 10 million people. I think it was uh, 4 or 6%. 
have had suicidal thoughts over politics. That's terrible. And by far the most stressed out group is young male liberals. Which is really interesting, but does not does not shock me. Among the factors that indicate higher chances that a person is suffering adverse health effects because of politics, or one having an overall dogmatic attitude. That's not actually what that means. <laughs> a, a, a very strong, particular philosophy of politics. Frequently being involved in and discussing politics with friends and acquaintances, perhaps tweeting and Facebook posting angry, strident, you know, screeds at people. You know how much I talked about politics when I was a young man? Zero. With my friends? Very little. Never. Yep. And uh, three, having a harsher view of one's political opponents. If you have bought the outer 5% rhetoric of your own side that people on the other side are actually evildoers... Well, then, yeah, you're much more likely to be stressed out. And I would also add that young male liberals, the woke crowd, have been convinced but that by the very hue of their skin that they were born with, they're a bad person and an evil person and need to answer for history, which is uh, a rather stressful way to come out of the womb. If you ask me, luckily, I'm immune to those feelings. I understand history, but I wasn't there. I think all that's true, but I suppose you got to combine it with we think there's something going on, why there's so much more anxiety and everything going on. Oh, yeah, um, you're that's, right. That's probably environmental or something, I think. I don't know, um, but that's pretty common just all the way around. Yeah, and then I get the whole what you're social, saying. And then the whole social media thing that didn't exist in the past. Yeah, the master anxiety volume has been turned up. For everybody, mm-hmm. and in particular people wildly into politics, uh, I feel for those woke young males. Um, I, you know, I would suggest, who am I to tell you how, you, how do you live, you live your life? Don't identify yourself by your politics. There are much more important things um, that make you, you. Plus, I don't think I've ever lost sleep over something political. Plus, you don't want to subject yourself to the, the ups and downs and, and whims and, and throats being cut of of politics. It's a dirty, disgusting, grubby business in which professional liars vie against each other to win your love. Don't, you know, just keep them at arm's length. You know, I, I'm, uh, I have to quote my uh, literary hero, H.L. Mencken here. Uh, remember this. This is true, even on your side. The government consists of a gang of people exactly like you and me. They have, taking one with another, no special talent for the business of government. They only have a talent for getting and holding office. Their principal device to that end is to search out groups who pant and pine for something they can't get and to promise to give it to them. Nine times out of ten, that promise is worth nothing. The tenth time, it's made good by looting A to satisfy B. In other words, government is a broker in pillage, and every election is sort of an advanced auction on the sale of stolen goods. Hey, now. That's what politicians are. Remember it. Don't tie your soul and your happiness to a bunch of freaking Congress people. So I've By got, the way, AOC's an idiot. More on that to come. So I've got favorite movie candy by state. And I've got top porn search by state. Well, nothing goes better than movie candy and porn, as far as I'm concerned. Those are two completely different uh, levels of... Some jujubes and busty nurses makes for a great afternoon. (laughs) 
So which, Are you kidding? Which do you want? Some snow caps. I'll just pay this off uh, briefly because they've got the number snow one caps search. and redheads. That's that's my Sunday morning. The number one porn search by state, and I don't know how they compiled this, but um, well, one of your big uh, porn places did, I'm sure. Hentai? I don't know what that is. Oh, that's a Japanese cartoon form of uh, you know, uh, it's a semi-realistic, often involving tentacles because of weird laws about Car- cartoon porn. Yeah, yeah. you can't show wow. a dingus. Is yeah. that it? Because yeah. so they have tentacles. Anyway, instead. Japan's laws about porn are so strange. That's a the number one search, uh, porn search in California. I'll be danged. Oregon, Washington, and Florida. Oh, and really? And Oklahoma. And Oklahoma. Yeah. And then you got a lot of... Uh, okay, check yourself. You got a fairly, a lot of stuff fairly, well, there's stuff I can't say, and then there's fairly, like, not that surprising. Number one search is cheerleader in Idaho and uh, New Mexico. Interesting. Uh, number one search is, uh, I'm not going to say that either, furry in Wyoming. What's going on, Wyoming? Is because it's cold? <laughs> it's got to be. Yeah, it's got to, it's instinctive. People want to get with a, uh, a she-wolf. Um, but to cuddle up after, but but giantess, which I couldn't have I couldn't have told you that there's anybody ever searches on that for like porn. a gigantic woman, I guess. How big? That's the number. I mean, like a, a really tall gal, like six two, <laughs> three or, stories high. Or oh, I don't okay. know. I don't know. Like a biblical giantess. I have no idea. Eight feet I, or more. I didn't know there was a single human on earth that wanted six, this. Six eight. So. You lied in your profile. I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, I'll pay. I'll pay for the coffee, but I'm leaving. <laughs> I met a guy yesterday. Yeah. Seven feet tall. I'll be damned. I figured he had to be in sport, was but he wasn't in sport. Mm. That's wild. <laughs> Giantess is the number one search in seven states, oh. including Minnesota. Okay, they like them big in Minnesota. Uh, that appears to be Massachusetts. That's uh, New Hampshire and Vermont. Huh. Um. Uh, what is that? Virginia or Maryland? Um. But, yeah, seven states that... <laughs> That's the number one search giant. Giant. I don't know what the... If you're a 12-foot-tall woman, I'm not sure I could satisfy her. Uh, head on out to those states, I guess. Armstrong 